<laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean in Star Wars, but as far as I'm concerned, it's Star Wars slang for bullshit. And now, from the Emerald City of Seattle, it's the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Your home for pop culture, Transformers, independent artists, interviews, Transformers, and stuff and things. Also, sometimes Transformers. And now, here he is, a part of a balanced breakfast, Mike Seibert. Uh, welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. And for this uh, very special surprise impromptu bonus episode, because we're waiting for Luke, um, uh, we're, we're going to chat about some of the uh, movies that we're looking forward to in the year that's coming in, uh, in 2020. Uh, Killing Spree, how you doing? All right. Well, yeah. Do you, do you want to start with that or look back at last year? We could do that, too. So, uh, uh, so yeah. So I, I don't have a comprehensive list of stuff that I liked. In fact, actually, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I is it fair to say that that 2019 was kind of a turd uh, year for movies? I mean, you got you got some bright spots, but I think that's a true statement for Hollywood for years now. Like, ah, fair it's, enough. It's a turd year with some diamonds just <laughs> scrub just. Piled like, in there, like 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 so much corn in there. Okay, I I right. understand. Um, so yeah, so so um, I it's funny because like I think some of the movies that we're going to talk about briefly here, we didn't really do episodes on. In fact, we didn't do that many. I think the ones I would mention as far as ones I liked, we've done a review on, or one was brief, and the other we did a full episode on. Yeah, because you really like that Rambo, right? Because that, that that, but I was thinking more okay. of Godzilla and Joker. Oh, yeah. We did a Godzilla episode, though, right? That's what I meant by full episode. Oh, Joker okay. was more, well, it was more brief because we did a two for one and then oh, you split it up in two. I, then I split it. And actually, that, that, kind of, that kind of worked out really well. I was trying to, I had a guest drop off, so I had a hole. So anyway, inside baseball here. Um, so, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, I don't even know where we want to start on, uh, on some of our favorites. Favorite, least favorite. Well, <laughs> then move on to the next year. Well, I think for me, and I don't know if this is my number one movie of the year, but um, a movie I know you and I have not talked about is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I really enjoyed that movie in a way that I I didn't know what to expect. Um, I didn't know what to anticipate. And even as I was watching it, I was like, what is this movie? Um for not having a whole lot of plot, it's a pretty enjoyable yarn, and I I do think that that Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are probably going to be competing for like best uh, best actor nominations. Yeah, I I like that movie. It's just the way Quentin Tarantino depicted uh, Bruce Lee really turned me off. Yeah, I I can appreciate that, and I I have a buddy of mine who's uh, who's also really into martial arts and and combat sports and things like that. And I I asked him about that, and he's like, well, first the aesthetic is all wrong, you know, and he he kind of like broke down everything that was wrong about it. But then after he did that, he's like shrug it's it, it's kind of like um it's what the movie is in general is kind of like a fantastical uh depiction of a fictional I, I hollywood just, of the era i just think there's a there was a better way to do that scene without making bruce lee come across like an arrogant prick because at that point in time bruce lee was very humble right and he had much respect for uh muhammad ali Oh yeah, and see, and and that that was the main thing. He he's like, yeah, I have a I have a hard time co-signing that. Like you know, like the haircut and sunglasses, that's fine. Um, but yeah, the the Muhammad Ali stuff did did kind of rub him the wrong way. And I wonder if that's just Tarantino being Tarantino about it. Well, I I really don't know what to make of it. I don't know, but but uh, I wouldn't when I saw that movie. I wouldn't saw it with my dad, who was uh, living in that general area of California at that time when mm-hmm. the Manson murders were going on. Oh, okay. So I just got an interesting perspective from him because uh, he was ta- talking about how they got so much of California right in just yeah. the, the presentation of it. That's really cool. And and you can definitely see the attention to detail. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is just strange to me though because like 
it's it's long, it's meandering. There's Tarantino's not a lot movie, of Tarantino's movies have gotten longer and longer. Yeah, like, like uh, Django Unchained is way too long for its own good. It really is. You chop forty minutes off of that. In fact, actually chop the last 40 minutes off of that and you're good. You know, more or less once he rides out on the horse out of the burning house, movie's over. Yeah. You know? It's like, hey, just stop. Hateful Eight, though, I think it was just right. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd co-sign that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, anyway. Um, so anyway, yeah, so so this isn't our uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, um, thing. But yeah, it was... That that was a movie that I'm kind of eager to go back to. I have been meaning to buy that. It's been out on Blu-ray. Yeah, I I just wonder though if it will hold up to a home video viewing, or if it's one of those things to where you need to be in a theater to kind of uh, experience um, that. I'd say yes and no. Uh-huh. Well, possibly because Hateful Eight was definitely one you had to see in the theater. Oh yeah, but watching it again on a uh, home screen is like I, I still love watching that movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And same with uh, Inglorious Bastards. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, like like you said, let's uh, let's go ahead and move on. What was uh, what was your one of your favorites that we might not have mentioned already? Uh, well, you took a snipe at it, but I really enjoyed Alita: Battle Angel. Yeah, I. Or dur- I, during I, our, uh, I think it was our Joker. Or was it during the? No, it was during the Terminator review. You were taking a snipe at it. Yeah, I, and I've I've taken a couple snipes at that. I, 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 I will be honest with you. I don't understand the appeal of this movie on the level that it is. I I get that. I mean, I like Robert Rodriguez. I like James Cameron. I I like shitty cyberpunk. But I what I don't understand is why folks have kind of wrapped their arms around this movie well, it, in a way that I don't know if it deserves. I think it does cuz it's it, it's not perfect. I would give it like a 7 or an 8 out of 10. Okay, that's fair. But it's definitely a a like you have a likable character. Yeah. And from my from my understanding, this one's actually very very faithful to the source material, which is rare for Hollywood adaptations. And yeah. and also we're in a climate where movies have to say something and the people involved in the production of the movie take pot shots at fans that are critical about this or that. Mm-hmm. This movie, none of that. It's just a straightforward story. It's very straightforward in its story. There's been no uh, have to say something messaging in the movie that's ham-fisted okay. or where it doesn't belong. So it it really is a breath of fresh air in that regard. All right. I mean, I... And, and, and it does... It leaves me wanting more. Like, I want to know more about uh, the world of Alita. I'm really tempted to go buy the... Uh, the manga box set. Sure. Well, you know, and and if it gets more people to check out the manga, then then mission accomplished. That's that's great. Um, I I on the other hand had a slightly different experience. I I um I watched it on a plane. And well, there's your problem. You're doing anything on a plane. Well, and <laughs> and my my immediate feeling was, wow, this is a movie that has no business being two hours. And I I, it, I disagree because. The manga is like 2,000 some odd pages. Sure. And to do it right, you can't just condense it down. It's yeah. Like, condensing it down would be like taking Marvel Civil War and condensing it down into one movie. Oh, wait, they did that and it sucked. <laughs> Speaking of taking shots, you're not wrong. I, I don't disagree. But um, I, I don't know. And, and, and I guess since, since I'm um, already established as a swipe taker, I, <laughs> I well, no, I, I chuckled. At the bullshit sequel setup, and I'm just like, oh, I, you're setting up a sequel that you're not gonna get. I'm sorry, a little battle angel, but it's it, no more bullshit sequel setup than episode four of the Matrix. To be quite honest, it tells it tells enough of the story. Yeah. the story there it sets up more. Um, I mean, it, it, people love to say that uh, episode four Star Wars is a uh, standalone, but really, it's not. It leaves a lot of stuff open. It like it, Luke's training's not. He, right. His journey to become a Jedi is not over. The Civil War is raging on. Vader's not dead. We haven't even met the Emperor at that point. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It, it felt to me like it, it almost, uh, Alita, I mean, could have had a Chiron eye that said to be continued. Like at the end of Back to the Future Part 1 that they added in later. But uh, I'm fine with that. It worked fine. for It worked out. Well, yeah. the Matrix, was, the, the first one, the Matrix was fine in that regard. It, yeah. It had totally set up a sequel. That's a fair point. I, I will acquiesce to that because, in fact, more to the point, that has a literal 
a, a cliffhanger in that, like, you know, you have Neo uh, um, raising to the skies, and it's like, what is going to happen? And doing his phone call to the Matrix, Matrix? Yeah. I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's that's one of those ones. And, and ironically enough, had a sequel not happened, I think it would have been just as satisfying. Because on my rewatches, I very rarely go back to the other two, but I'll watch that first one and be totally satisfied with that ending for whatever reason I can't articulate right now. Yeah, but I uh, the other day I I got Alita for Christmas and I was rewatching uh-huh. it. It's like, I'm, I'm enjoying it just as much as what I saw in the theater. So uh, Fair. You know, what it sounds like is maybe I need to watch it divorced from being on a plane. Because <laughs> I think that kind of colored my experience because... like Be- Seen in the theater definitely would have helped. Yeah, well, and, and um, not to uh, get too much on a on a uh, Lita tangent, um, but I think it was made for that kind of technology. Like uh, uh, this buddy I was telling you about um, at work, he uh, he um, does a lot of 3D Blu-ray, and uh, he really enjoys 3D movies and really goes out of his way. Well, shit, I do a podcast with him. Why am I being so coy? I, I do, uh, you know, we do a, uh, an occasional spinoff podcast called 3D Never Die, where he talks about kind of the state of 3D. My point being is that um, with James Cameron's muscle, he championed Alita being uh, shot in 3D and released in 3D to the point where. Uh, 3D Blu-ray is almost a a all but extinct format at this point, but Cameron set it up to where when they released the um, I don't I don't know if it's the 4K or a 4K, but uh, my buddy bought a 4K box set of Alita Battle Angel and it comes with a 3D Blu-ray. Oh, um, so you might want to check yours. Uh, like you you might mine's, ha- mine's standard. Oh, it's just Blu-ray. Okay, just got it. Blu-ray DVD and. Oh, Digital. sure, sure. Yeah, so so they upcharged him, so he had to buy the, like the 4K version to get the 3D Blu-ray. Which you know what, if if you want to have an extinct format and charge a premium price for it, that's fine. He gladly paid it to uh, support the format. So right. so I I understand that um, that it that's also kind of like a platform for the te- technology. I guess what I was expecting is maybe this was kind of like um, James Cameron auditioning some of his technology for Avatar 2. Well, if that's the case, then I'm glad we got Alita out of it. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll we'll see how that all goes. And um, But, yeah, I mean... I, I don't know. It's I mean, I, it's okay to like a movie, <laughs> I guess. Um, uh, let's see. So um, we've done Joker and Godzilla. No, re- no reason to go over that. Yeah, yeah. Um, did we talk about John Wick three? I mean, I if- I took a, a well when, when I talked about Rambo. I think I said this is Rambo was showing John Wick how it's done. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, think we did I, I like I like John Wick three well enough. It's just Rambo's better. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. John Wick 3 left me kind of wanting in a way. I think I like 2 a lot better. Yeah, I, I think I like the se- each sequel less than the one that came before it. Yeah, it's kind of diminishing returns, even though the production value increases, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like we're doing a bunch of globe trotting and like all the stunts are out of control. It's just weird backstory that goes nowhere. Yeah, and but I like the world building stuff in the first movie you get like hints of it and then you expand the world in two but then i don't know what it was about three to where it's like oh no this is too much now now i have too much i i don't need to know about um assassin bureaucracy or this one person that he's he helped out years ago it's like yeah it's it's and and the the russian ballerinas or or they uh some other east european yeah uh, vaguely eastern european also bullshit Wick's back is broken. He's dead. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, and and I guess I I I also brought in an incorrect expectation in that I thought this was going to be uh, rounding out a trilogy. Um, and I know we're going to be talking about trilogies uh, a lot uh, when we uh, when we get around to talking about the rise of the Skywalker. But um, it's not that. It's just the next chapter. Of John Wick, so that that kind of that kind of put me off in a way that I wasn't expecting. Um, but I I think that's my own expectations messing with me as opposed to 
uh, what it was. Um, so I think one, one of the other uh, last movies I want to um, uh, touch on, because I we haven't even touched on, like, turds of the year, though we have in our own way. Anyway, I, I want to briefly mention Toy Story 4. Haven't seen it. Um, check it out. It's totally worth it. And I remembered... Uh, th- I mean, this goes back, what, a year, two years? I don't remember when the first trailer came out from Toy Story 4, and I was way skeptical. I'm like, what the fuck is going to be the deal with this stupid fork? What are we doing? Um, I don't need a fourth movie in this perfect trilogy. Um, what is happening? And um, you tweeted at me and says, like, well, based on... The- I'm paraphrasing, of course, but you know, based on the equity... Of those other three movies, I think it's going to be okay. It hasn't done us wrong yet. And you well, might- I, well, I don't remember what I said either, but I think it was something to the effect of we didn't need Toy Story 2, we didn't need Story- Toy Story 3. That, it, it- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Yeah, that's closer. But more or less, like, the way that you phrased it to me kind of got me to loosen up a little bit. And when I finally saw it, I was like, holy shit. I mean, so I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but but it's it's... As satisfying as three, I feel. I, okay. It's not better than three, I don't think. I, but it, it's weird. It's like you could, um, there. What am I trying to say? It's like if three didn't exist and you got four, um, it would be satisfying. Okay. If three continues to exist and there's no four, it's still satisfying. It's like so. It's like there, there's no negation of satisfaction satisfaction I almost said satisfaction that would have been silly but uh, but yeah no it was it was for a movie that I wasn't expecting anything from it uh it gets you in the way that the others do and I was uh I was really pleased about that so um we talked a lot about turds you know it's like we we know that terminator dark stool is down uh down it's towards, bullshit down towards the bottom and you know uh um, the fall of skywalker is nipping at its heels right as far so, as i'm concerned so and and i and i know we'll we'll get into that but what what else pissed you off i'm trying to remember what else i saw because i saw end game i didn't hate it yeah i don't love it either it's kind of like it's it's all right it's totally there. <laughs> it, yeah. It's 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 a movie. I mean, I liked it quite a bit, but it's it's not at the top. It's not my best. I mean, anyway, we, we feel the same um, way about it. But I mean, I'm just trying to remember what else I, what else came out last year that I saw. Well, and I'm looking at a list, and it's a whole bunch of movies I didn't see. Like I didn't see Cats. I didn't see Rocket <laughs> Man. I didn't see Men in Black International. I didn't. Yeah, see I avoided Glass, that one. And, I almost watched it, but I think I, I think we just ended up waiting too long, and it just left theaters before we got to it. So I feel I, like I dodged a bullet there on the uh, the I, Men in Black International. But. I meant to see Child's Play, and I just didn't. I waited. Oh yeah, same here. I I uh, yeah didn't get to it. I haven't seen it part one, so I didn't bother trying to see it part two. I hear that's wretched. I you part know, two. Yeah, um, but I didn't see part one either. I. I'm not a huge king head, so I mean... I've only ever read one of his books, and it's it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Last Christmas, Rocket Man, Annabelle Comes Home. Yeah, see, I haven't seen any of these. I, it, I just found, like, a list from Variety, yeah, I, like, worst movies of 2019. I've hardly seen any movies this year now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, because I, I feel like... In years past, we've had more robust lists of stuff we've actually seen, and I remember I saw a whole bunch of movies in 18, and I don't, I mean, aside from like the blockbusters and the stuff that we've talked about, I haven't really seen all that much, and... I mean, I mean, shoot, there aren't even like, you know, like little sleepers like like Upgrade from last year that... that came out of nowhere and really dazzled me. I haven't had any experiences like that this year either, so... I guess that's it for 2019. <laughs> Decades over. What's coming out next decade? Oh man! So yeah. So we've uh, um, we've got a couple different things that that we kind of want to talk about and rock through real quick. I have what I think might be a chronological list, but I'm not gonna name everything off, and um, you know we'll we'll just kind of like hunt and peck and things like that. Because looking at this uh, uh, list from Rotten Tomatoes, it's the 54 most anticipated movies of 2020. Oh. I'm really just using that as a guideline to uh, make me remember. Oh, Any 
anything oh. Rotten Tomatoes says, I don't trust. So oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it's really just kind of like in in um, for lack of having a comprehensive list. <laughs> yeah. is, so like to remind us that there's a Top Gun movie coming out that I'm looking forward, which to. which looks fucking rad. And but it's interesting though because I don't know what the audience for Top Gun is anymore. It's is it is it boomers? Is it Xers? Is it uh, well, you know it older millennials? It came out so, the well. Is it the Mission Impossible? I, I would say it's a combination of Xers and millennials because my generation Top Gun got really popular. Yeah, I I, I have to question whether it's mostly because of it's being a me more movie worthy movie. <laughs> Maybe. Or genuine affection for it, because my brother-in-law loves that movie. Sure, and um, and he's younger than me. See, and it's weird because, like, I I remember when I was a kid and I saw it, and I I remember it being kind of slow and boring and all of that. But also, I was like nine. So it was like maybe a little too sophisticated for for my taste or whatever. Right. Um, and th- actually, that's a total lie. I was seven when that came out because it came out in 1986, the same year the Transformers the movie came out. <laughs> Signposts. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, I just I and I've seen it a few times and it's it's fine, but I don't um, I don't I don't really have a whole lot of affection well, for it. Not a thing about it. It's also for people who enjoy themselves from fighter plane porn. <laughs> and and that brings me to what I think is going to be the selling point for this is and I don't remember this being a thing in the in the original movie but you've got Tom Cruise in fighter jets and it's all that GoPro footage and it it's you know it's weird because like this feels like um this sounds dumb now that I say it out loud but it's it's more of a Tom Cruise movie than like like a Top Gun movie because like Tom Cruise I think post Mission Impossible seems to be into that it's like well hey I'm I'm not happy unless I'm hanging off the side of a helicopter you know kind of trying to like amplify the stunt so much to where that dude's gonna die on a movie one of these days um he's gonna push himself so hard to where but but anyway it's like I I don't. I don't remember the emphasis on putting like the actors in the cockpit of like actual fighter jets in in a way that Top Gun Maverick does. What do you, what do you think? I it's been a hot minute since I've seen the the first Top Gun, so I don't even re- yeah. remember. But regardless, though, looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So um, uh, let's see. Da, 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 scrolling through. Oh, uh, you got Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys Part Three with Michael Bay and and, and Will I'm Smith. Okay. I'm and okay with that. I'm gonna go watch it. I don't care because um, I I kind of like. Well, I like the first one. Legitimately like the first one. The second one is fine up until the movie doesn't know when to end. Oh well, yeah, it shows that Michael Bay's not a total hack. Yeah, he, he makes some good movies. Yeah, um, one of them is not that Six Underground on the on the Netflix. I haven't seen it, but I guess people think it's just garbage. I don't have Netflix. I don't know. Yeah, you're not missing anything. But anyway, yeah. So you got Bad Boys. Um, uh, before we get too far away and drift into comic book land, uh, a movie that I'm really very mixed and confused. And I don't know how to feel about it. Is you have uh, the latest entry in the in the DCEU. You got that Birds of Prey movie with the Harley Quinn. And, I saw the trailer before Joker, and it's like pass. Yeah, and but the thing that that I'm confounded about is so you have Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad, um, because I mean it's the same actress, she looks the same, uh, but it's gonna be R rated. And but it doesn't tie into I, I I remember saying this during our Joker episode in like for like civilians and normies. That's got to be super confusing where you've got a trailer before a Joker movie where you have Harley Quinn making references to the Joker. Well, in that, DC's case, it works because they have multiverses, whereas Marvel's very much sticks to canon or a singular Thing. Yeah, yeah. Which I think that's the way to go. I hope this movie doesn't tie into anything. It just happens to be that it's Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, and you know maybe they don't try to reconcile it or, or touch on anything else. It's but I, I, I'm sick of Harley Quinn. Oh yeah, I oh, psh, dude. And the fact that she doesn't have her classic costume ever, it's like yeah, no, thank you. I you know what? I that's something that pissed me off about the Arkham Asylum games. Yeah. Oh, oh, that they got yeah. rid of the classic costume. Yeah. 
well, it's not sexy enough. You can't see them titties or whatever. Well, I'm saying that sarcastically. I I know it's just that her her costume it's very tight. Yeah. So it's like it's pl- so, sometimes less is more. Yeah, it's plenty sexy. I don't I don't need for that character to be naked. You know, it's like again being well, in a in a clean. She, do, she doesn't look, need to look like a raver girl that just OD'd. There it is. There, that's even better. Or like poor Margot Robbie does, um, and she could call me at two five three eight three three five zero zero four. But uh, but yeah, no, look, looking like a, a, a refugee from Hot Topic. It's just it's not good. Um, I'm probably going to watch this movie though, just to just to see how wretched it is. I don't know. I, I like to punish myself. Um, you want to talk about Sonic? Uh, briefly, I when they in that first trailer with the <laughs> the nightmare fuel that they had for Sonic's design is like, oh, the what teeth? the fuck is this shit? I need an adult. <laughs> then, but they they Sony or is it Sony that's making uh, uh, Paramount? Paramount, Paramount. Uh, they got a lot of backlash from Sonic fans. Yeah, and rather than doing the shut the fuck up, man, babies, pay us and watch our dumb movie, they're like, okay, we hear you. We're gonna. F- we're going to redesign Sonic. We're going to fix it. In fact, we're going to uh, postpone the movie because it was supposed to come out this year. Yes. Just so we can get it right. And they put out a new trailer. The only thing wrong with Sonic is that his arms are the wrong color. That's it. Otherwise, it looks spot on. Yeah. And I didn't even notice the arm thing until you you mentioned something. And it's like... Well, I it, used to play the fuck out of Sonic right. on the, on the uh, Genesis. Yeah. So who who is this movie for, you think? Sonic fans. Okay. Well, considering uh, they, what they... They went out of their way to please fans. Yeah, it's for Sonic fans. So would it be fair to say then that Sonic fans have an obligation to show up for this now yeah. that they kind of got their way? Yeah, we do. We do. I, I, If I could get one of my friends to go see it with me, I'll probably go see it because you want to re- reward good behavior from these studios. Exactly. And I, I would feel really bad about the precedent that it sets if, like... The one time the studio listened to the internet doing air quotes on a podcast, and then people didn't show up for it. Well, they do listen to the internet. They just listen to the wrong side of the internet, and we get shit. They don't show up for their shitty agenda movies. Ah, there it is. There it is. So, so hopefully the pendulum is swinging the other way. Fair enough. Um, you like Vin Diesel? Uh it's okay. Yeah. He's no Schwarzenegger. He's no Stallone. No. I, I think there was a moment in He's time where, where he almost was or almost could have been, like with them Riddick movies and some of the you know earlier Fast and Furious movies. My point being is he's uh, he's going to be in this comic book movie called Bloodshot. And I don't know what that is. It's Yeah, it's, uh, it's from Valiant Comics, and basically he's a nanomite-powered super assassin. And so it's Riddick. Yeah. Basically, and yeah, and the trailer looks okay, but it looks like it's Vin Diesel being Vin Diesel. So uh, fans are very mixed on it. Some folks are really hyped for it. Um, others are uh, not. I'll probably go see it because I, even though I have no Bloodshot or Valiant Comics nostalgia, um, I could watch a shitty action movie and be just as right. just as happy about it. Um, what you got? Uh this one I'm very concerned about, mm. just because I, I I really like the franchise. Yeah, No Time to Die. So, uh, so this obviously being the the twenty uh, fifth. It's going to be the twenty fifth James Bond movie, right? And finally, definitively, for sure, Craig's maybe, done. Maybe he was supposed to be done after that last well, one too. But is it me or does this title seem like a a joke stereotype James Bond title? Yes. Okay. It, it's it's, a, it's not based on any of the books. Well, they haven't been based on the books for years. But there's still plenty of books that they could base movies on. Well, uh, not the Fleming novels. No, but there's more than Fleming. Oh, okay, I, I was going to say the novels continued after Fleming. Oh yeah, yeah, and and several. Actually, different... I think there's some short stories from Fleming that they haven't touched either. Oh, I think you might be right. I because uh, um, I think Octopussy was a short story. Yes. That that much is true. I I had a um, uncle that was super into Bond, so he had like I don't remember any of the authors' names, but like I I remember he'd have like shelves with all of those paperbacks that like you know were like coming out like concurrently with the movies. They didn't tie in, but yeah, there's like a whole series of novels and stories and all kinds of stuff that they can pull from. I I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know if any of it's any good. 
I because I I haven't read any of it, but admittedly I haven't either. But I I've seen that the uh, the Fleming novels are available for reasonably cheap price. So I was like, I might just buy them all. Yeah, they're well. If so, if you're expecting Sean Connery, oh, I, I know they're different. It's it, not it, quite that. It's just I really should read the source material. Yeah, I I haven't I I have um I have oh what do I have I have a Thunderball and maybe Goldfinger and I remember reading Goldfinger thinking it was going to be the movie and I was like what the hell is this but granted this was like 20 years ago so I I almost need to go back but but I'm I'm getting us distracted uh no time to die what what makes you concerned about it what what the, are you concerned the, about the people in the in the uh the, the on the production have a uh for lack of a better phrase, a woke history. And it's kind of like Bond is not that type of franchise you want to inject uh, progressivism uh, ideals into. Yeah. Bond's always been the ideal masculine guy. The, the man, everybody, every man wants to be, every woman wants to be with. Okay. So it's just well, that. And I, I, I don't know if this was a true or just a rumor, but I remember reading about the phrase Bond girl was banned from set. Oh, really? Yeah. That's... And, and the trailer... Call me crazy, but I don't think Daniel Craig's a good Bond. He's way too grumpy. Yeah, he he has he does not have the charisma that Pierce Brosnan, uh, Roger Moore, or Sean Connery had. I I agree with you. I, I it's more like uh, Jason Bourne than yes. Bond. I agree because like and and really what it was is like when Casino Royale came out, they were kind of trying to do like this postmodern reboot, which I think for the most part works. I like Casino Royale quite a bit. I I think it's really good, but I agree with you 100% about Daniel Craig not being the ideal Bond. I think he's great for that one movie, but then after a while it just outstays its welcome. I think um I think if he had just done the three movies and been done with it after Skyfall, I think that would have been fine. Yeah. Spectre is a terrible movie. I, I I don't remember anything about it. Well, you're probably better off because it's not great. I mean, like he he uh, he uh, um, mild spoilers turns into Batman at the end of it, and like so he's got like you know Blofeld down, and like you know he can he can shoot him or take him into custody. He's almost like. I'd rather see you in jail and like throws his gun away and the, the authorities take him away. And I'm just yeah. like, okay. Bond always kills the bad guy. Exactly. He has no problem. And it's. I mean, quite, I, I can't remember what movie it was, but Roger Moore's Bond, after having sex with a woman, he, he points a gun in her face and is like, tell me what I want to know. Yeah. Fucking savage. And I, you know, I, I agree with you because I, and, and the fog is lifting now because I think this is also the one with a black woman. Who has assumed so, the mantle of 007, so, and, and I think I don't people know, are I, mad about that. I, it's been a while since I've seen Moonraker, but I, yeah. somebody was telling me that in Moonraker they set the it sets rules on the 00 status, and like they retired the numbers or something like that. I don't remember. Um, also, don't, don't quote me on that. Man, I'm just, I'm, stuff from Moonraker. Wow. Well, either way, no, it's, no, it's, I, it's canon. It's like when uh, when people were suggesting race swapping bonds, like you can't do that. Because right. Spectre established that James Bond is James Bond's name. Yeah, and, and that's and that's kind of like I mean that tor- or Skyfall. I mean, yeah, I, I knew what you meant. Um, uh, but and and that kind of torpedoes uh, code name theory because I mean that that was like a fan theory that you know that's how you reconcile all the different actors is that James Bond quote unquote is a title that's passed down along with the number. Oh, I just always accepted that this series has gone yeah. long past its actors, so it's natural to. Get somebody new. Yeah, I mean, just like like Batman. Exactly. I don't know why it's been acceptable for Batman and James Bond, but like no other characters for some reason. Because um, I've never had a problem with it. It's just like, and and I some actors embody the role. Like uh, Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. Okay. So getting somebody else to be Indy would be wrong. And same with uh, Robert England and Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that's that's a fair point. Um, one one of the uh, one of the things I, I, I saw this in jest as as I was flipping through this list right before we started recording. Uh, the New Mutants actually finally has a uh, release date, April third, twenty twenty. I guess that movie is going to come out after all. I uh, and so this is this is kind of like we thought Dark Phoenix was the last X Men movie from Fox. Well, it looks like this movie gets to be the last X Men movie from uh, from Fox. I uh, just recently listened. 
to a podcast, um, uh, uh, Fat Man Beyond, with uh, uh, with Kevin Smith, and they were talking to uh, Bill Sienkiewicz, one of the artists of the New Mutants, and he shared uh, on this podcast. He's like, they've recut a new trailer. I chatted with the director. It's happening. It's happening soon, and it looks great. Now, I don't know if that's just shills being shills. Um, well, then tra- trailers always look they're supposed to look great exactly but it's i mean because like i've been thinking for the last year and a half it's like oh oh, 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 this this little uh x-men horror movie is never coming out and i was i was thinking that post merger um i'm sorry pre-merger um i don't know why i call it a merger because it was more like a hostile takeover of disney but i'm getting lost in the weeds um um what else one movie i'm definitely gonna see yeah ghostbusters afterlife Tell me more. This looks like, well, based on the trailer, uh-huh. this looks like the Ghostbusters 3 that we should have gotten instead of the 2016 movie. Have you seen the 2016 movie yet? Nope. Not gonna. It's awful. It is fucking awful. Yeah. But, and I love that this movie take a, it, it took a, sw- just a swipe at 2016. Uh, Paul Rudd's like, there hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. What happened 30 years ago? Ghostbusters 2. Ah, okay. I I caught that and I saw some tweets about that, and that's. Uh, I I will admit though, I'm a little concerned at the lack of the lack of jokes in the trailer. Yeah, it seems it looks more like uh, Ghostbusters meets uh, Stranger Things. Yes, I I was going to bring up that comparison if you weren't going to. But it is the official first official trailer, so I'm willing to wait and see. Well, and that's but, but just it, a, like with Sonic, the fact that they're they're going to give fans what they wanted the whole time. It's like. All right, I, I'm willing to reward this this kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, I was going to ask you something about about Ghostbusters, and I forgot to. Oh, so so Ghostbusters the first, um, and maybe even the second. Um, comedy or horror? Or... They're comedy. Okay, just straight up comedy. Yeah. Okay. I think so, but I, I I heard some discourse recently talking, and I think it was with regards to that Afterlife trailer. It's like, that doesn't look very funny. And it's like, well, you know, Ghostbusters is more kind of like a horror economy. I think these are the same hipster morons that think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. That's yeah. right. I said it. <laughs> it's a Bruce Willis movie. Uh, um, let's see. Oh, um, we haven't talked about Black Widow yet. Oh, the movie that should have happened years ago? At least three years ago. No, uh, four years ago at, at this point. Either way. Because, I mean, the thing that's that's so aggravating, and I saw a trailer for it while I was watching Rise of the Skywalker, it looks halfway okay. It looks good. I'm going to go. And it's the movie that I wanted seven years ago. It, it's like, just give me that movie. I mean, and that, Black Widow's dead. What, what are the stakes? Yeah, and, and, and the... There's no, uh, yeah, you already know the outcome. So I don't understand when you have a large of an ending as Avengers Endgame, what is the point to going back to like a street level super spy character, which arguably is pretty cool, but what what kind of narrative thrust do you get out of that? It's I and, and I don't know what that says. Yeah, this, this movie should have came out alongside uh, Winter Soldier. Sure. Or um, from what I understand, this takes place shortly after Captain America Civil War, like you mentioned earlier. It should have came out then. Uh, it, oh, and, yeah. it's, and it's one of those things to where it's like, what are we doing with a flashback story with a dead character? I just I I don't understand. I'm baffled. Um, again, I'll go see it, though, because, yeah. I mean, you know, you were talking about kind of rewarding behavior. It's like. I've wanted a Black Widow movie, so I should probably go. It's not quite the behavior I want to reward, but the thing that that I told my wife when I saw the trailer, because I don't think she had seen it before, and I go, well, sigh, I I guess I would rather have it than not. Right. You know, if you give me my choice of, like, you give me a Black Widow movie late, five years late, or not at all, I'll still take it. Yeah, well, for me... Endgame was a jump, good jumping off point, so I jumped off. Fair enough. I, I mean, if it if it's getting good reviews or whatever, I'll catch it on TV. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Fast and Furious Nine. I'm gonna go watch that, but that looks dumb. Oh, um, I haven't seen one since. Two, I don't even know if it's out the second one. If, I've seen the first one, but I have. I don't know if I've seen any of the others. How do you feel about The Rock as an actor? 
As yeah, as a movie star person, <sighs> he's gotten better. He's gotten a lot better. Okay, I I would say if if you're curious to test the waters, find a movie called Fast Five. It's it's number five. It's 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 the one that introduces The Rock, and it's pretty good. I I like it quite a bit. In fact, I think uh five, six, and seven actually make a pretty good trilogy okay. uh, because there there are like story threads that pay off within itself and it's I mean I, I guess for me once once these movies became superhero movies I got on board in a big bad way um, it's dumb um, like oh uh, I, I don't know how I missed this but like one of one of my favorite movies from from last year was that Hobbs and Shaw where you got you got uh, The Rock and Jason Statham. That looks it, stupid fun. It, it and it's exactly what it is. And you get exactly what is sold to you in the trailer. I had a blast with it, but good God, is it dumb? Um, but anyway, so I would imagine that that uh, uh, Fast and Furious Nine will probably be more of the same. So how about Wonder Woman eighty four? That's on my list. Also, I you know what I liked that Wonder Woman movie. I was digging it up until the third act. Oh, sh- yeah, and then it's a steep cliff. And I, I have a feeling, and and sometimes I make these weird, bold predictions that go nowhere. But I feel that having a movie under their belt, that this creative team of you know, uh, uh, director Patty Jenkins and all that, I think this one's going to deliver in a way that that first one didn't. I, I think I think this one's going to be pretty cool. The, I I am trepidatious about the amount of '80s nostalgia because um, you know having lived in the '80s um, and I've seen this in a few other spots too where like the nostalgia is there but it's like all wrong like like stuff is like out of play. Oh, it was in the the Bumblebee movie. There there's a lot of like '80s nostalgia but it's like it doesn't. It's it, not it's not correct to the period. Yeah, and and it's it's the reference without the substance or soul behind it. Okay. So I I hope that they don't do that. I I dig that they're setting it in 1984. I think you can have fun with that. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious. How, how does Wonder Woman keep her secret or herself a secret all these years? Yeah, because there's a lot of Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman ing um, out in public. So I don't in a mall. Yeah, it's I, I. It was kind of funny though because like the like before that first trailer dropped, they did like you know how they do this stupid uh, trailer for the trailer thing. So they so <laughs> yeah. they showed like like ten seconds of it, and I swore to Christ because I mean I I, I swore to Christ that it was footage from Justice League and Wonder Woman. I, I didn't realize it was the new movie because like, there's a lot of like deflecting bullets and sliding around. I was like, oh, well, I like that in that other movie. Oh, oh, wait a minute. This is from the new movie. My mistake. But, but uh, I'm going to watch it, though. This trailer also proves that Flash is totally pointless because she just moves so fast. Yeah. All that. It's just... You know, I'm cool with that because Flash kind of sucks. I, I I won't disagree with that, but it's just like, come on. Yeah. Uh, oh, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Moving on. What what's uh what's uh, next for you? I'm curious. Uh, Dune. Yeah. Are you a fan of Dune in mm, in in any kind of incarnation? Never read it, but I know it's a very significant sci-fi story. So it's like, and I love me some sci-fi. So I'm curious. Yeah. Um, I've watched that David Lynch movie, and it is dense. I have not read any of the books because I hear it's dense. I'm not very smart. I mean, I I like my I also like sci-fi, but I like more the Star Wars style of uh fast action sci-fi. Soft, soft science fiction. Yes, very much so. Yeah, when it when when the when the science gets a little too hard, like I think I think Star Trek is about as far as I can go before I'm like uh, this is the this is starting to get not for me, and I feel like Dune is kind of part of that because it's got a lot of dense mythology. But that being said, I'm I'm intrigued. Um, I I would really like to see like a trailer or some costume designs or something. But yeah, man, I I'm down. Yeah, uh, this is the one I'm most excited for: yeah. God versus King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when is that coming out? I I don't have it here in my notes. I want to say it's spring. Uh. 
where is it? Maybe like a May. Oh, no, no. It's uh, November. Oh, that because I haven't gotten to it yet in my in my scrolling. Um, what do you think? Well, there hasn't been any footage of it, so I can't really go that far. But uh, well, but you got that one picture. Was it like like a still or or concept art? You got like Kong and Godzilla fighting on an aircraft carrier or something. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, okay, I, I saw that tripping around the internet, and I couldn't. I can't remember right now if it was concept art I'd or be, if it was. That has me cur- confused because Godzilla is bigger. Than an aircraft carrier, or at least this Godzilla. Like, yeah. So maybe, oh, it it could have been like fan art masquerading as concept art, right? Um, I I don't think it was one of those bullshit comicbook.coms Like, oh, you can't believe what Zac Efron would look like as Wolverine, and you click on it, and it's just some shitty digibashed uh, fan art. Um, I don't think it's that. You got a new Bill and Ted movie coming out. I've never uh, seen the Bill and Ted movie. Cool. Well, we'll move on from that. Uh, let's see. Uh, the King's Man, I could care less. Joel Cruz, I care less. Uh, Snake, uh, October 16th, 2020. That movie's out. Halloween oh. Kills. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I really did enjoy the uh, the Halloween sequel reboot. Yeah. Yeah, it was it, it was your favorite movie of 18. That year, yeah. Right? But yeah. that title, though. Yeah. That, that's, that's a machete uh, movie. <laughs> Machete kills in space. <laughs> you, that movie still needs to get made. I, I need to see Machete kills in space. That'd be awesome. Machete. Anyway, so yeah, so I guess now, do you know if these two sequels are going to be made in tandem or because I, I remember like it was either at like Comic Con or shortly after uh, uh, Halloween 2018 came out, but they, they announced that there would be sequels and that there would be two of them. Yeah. Uh, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. So I'm just curious how they're going to justify Michael Myers not being dead because the in, the way Halloween ends, it's like there's no fucking way he got out. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty crispy. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I mean, he got the Eternals from Marvel. I don't really uh, know enough about that to how about, comment on it. How about coming to America? Oh, oh, that's coming out next year? Really? Looks like it. I have not found that. Wow. Well, because yeah, August. We, August. Wow. I mean, because I mean, we we had heard that there would be a coming to America sequel, and you know what? Um, this this might be Eddie Murphy is back. I mean, like I, I hope so. I did you watch any of the SNL stuff? I missed it. Um, I think a lot of it is available on demand or on YouTube. Like that's where I've seen most of it was like in different clips on YouTube and um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And it's given me an Eddie Murphy. I have waited 25 years for Eddie Murphy, just being funny. And um, so if coming to America um, is R rated Eddie Murphy being funny, I mean that that's that 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 is like the the elixir that that cures my ails. <laughs> that the fact that Arsenio Hall and James Earl Jones are going to be in it. Mm. See, I'm mm. I'm there for it. I I I am I am so there for it because yeah, I mean, like I said, I've I've been I I've been waiting for Eddie Murphy to come back to maybe not necessarily the sequels. You know, I don't know if I need another another Forty Eight Hours or you know uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop Four or any of that stuff, but. Something to where he's doing R-rated comedy again. I, I, I fully support. Uh, the only one, other one that caught my eye is Venom Two. Ah, see, and I didn't see that um, either. Uh, did you? You saw Venom, right? On TV, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same here. It's fine. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah. Jump, <laughs> pussy. <laughs> that, that killed me. That, I rewound that scene so many times because I could not stop laughing. That is pretty funny. I, you know, I, I think we talked about this ever so briefly during our Joker episode. But yeah, because like I was, it was a pass for me in the way that I thought Joker was going to be a pass for me. In that, like, I don't need a villain movie without or, the hero. Yeah, or even worse, like a villain origin without the hero and and so but you know if they could do something where you can throw some more Spider-Man in there, maybe that would be okay. I I don't I don't think that's in the cards for this because like the the Sony Marvel and like the Disney Marvel, there there's like some like tangential type of stuff, but 
yeah, I, I don't think we'll ever see a Spider-Man in a Venom movie. And and likewise, I, th- I think they've got that separated because like you've got like Morbius, the living vampire coming out. That's part of that Sony Spider-Man Marvel type of thing. But it's not part of the MCU. It's well, I'm, I'm seeing there's rumors of Tom Holland being in or being in it. Cool. Yeah. That I mean, so what do you do? Do you do like a cameo? You know, I, a, a la Captain America Civil War. Well, I can't remember which YouTube uh, uh, channel I was watching that was talking about this, but a great teaser poster would just be, uh, on the top it would be, Hardy, Holland, and then you have yeah. the two masks next to each other. That's it. All right. Great teaser poster. I, I, I could get that, down that, on some of that. that. That would print money. Yeah. I, I That I would go to. Again, I, I passed on Venom in the, in the theaters, but if you if you give me a teaser poster like you were just describing, yeah, man, I, I can get down on some of that. So um, anything else you want to get on? Because I just got a message that, that Luke has arrived and we can finally start talking about the rise of the of the Skywalker. The Resident Evil 3 remake better be fucking awesome. Is that a movie? No, video game. That's not a movie. That's a video game. Yeah. Okay. So... Okay. Was, I'm just saying. I, I, I was trying to come up with a follow-up question, but I couldn't be clever enough or funny enough. No, yeah, yeah. No, I just love the original Resident Evil 3. Yeah. Resident Evil 3, so the remake better be great. Is that the one with uh, Jill Valentine and a two-top? Yep. Well, in this game, no. Oh. they. I'm not fond of her character design in this game, or upcoming game. Yeah. Because they make her look like the reboot Lara Croft. Just oh. really dirty in a, in a tank top and regular pants it's like huh come on well in all fairness and again that that design sounds stupid but that that tube top is not there, practical there, for zombie fighting no but there, there was an explanation for it though canonically oh really i don't remember well, in the game or before the outbreaks she was gonna she was going out on a date that's why she's dressed like she is oh, then the okay. zombie outbreak happened and she rushed home got her combat boots and, the, and, the, and a gun and shit hit the fan okay so there's a reason why she was uh, wearing a tube top and a skirt. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, we will leave it there for now. Uh, for Mike Cyber Radio, my name is Mike. I'm Killing Spree. And until next time, make good choices. Like like maybe go grab some clothes before you go fight the zombie apocalypse or something. That's, that's stars. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Mike Cyber Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music, for more like it, check out bydoormusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert radio production.